a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. As we close out the program, I want to go to a couple of lessons uh, and observations uh, from football and football. So we'll start with a little bit of American football, college football style. And I want to actually go back to the Pac 12 championship game between the University of Utah running Utes and the USC Trojans. And, of course, that was a a tremendous victory for the Utes and Coach Kyle Whittingham. But there was a lesson in there that if you weren't paying attention, you might have just missed. It's a lesson that applies to so many different things in businesses, in our careers, in our families, in our neighborhoods, and even in our politics. And, And the lesson is stick with the game plan. So very interesting. If you remember the beginning of the game, the USC Trojans uh, were just stomping on the Utes. They ran out to a 17-3 to lead, and it appeared that USC was just absolutely unstoppable and that this was going to be a very, very long night for Kyle Whittingham and the University of Utah. And then things just settled for a little bit, and then the momentum, the power of the University of Utah just came banging out and they scored I forget how many points they scored in a row but it was a rout uh, they dominated USC for the rest of the game it was no contest and so when you look at how could it be that they were down 17 to 3 and then it seemed like they couldn't stop the Trojans for any reason or anyhow and then suddenly everything flipped and the Trojans couldn't stop the Utes and the Utes just put a cold lead pipe stop on the uh, University of Southern California, and that was it. The game was over. So here's the thing that a lot of people missed. In the post-game conversation with the analysts, two of the analysts were graduates, Heisman Trophy-winning graduates from USC. And they began their analysis of the game by talking about, oh, this was so amazing. It was very clear that Kyle Whittingham made just a million different adjustments uh, in the game that he changed and he altered this and he changed and he changed. And they kept talking about these adjustments that somehow Kyle Whittingham pulled out of his magic bag of tricks, uh, these adjustments that literally changed the game and flipped it uh, from going one way to another. And, and so you listen to that and say, OK, well, that, that may be true, um, but it just didn't quite ring true to me that there were all of these adjustments because I watched the game. And the interesting thing was Urban Meyer. So Urban Meyer, of course, coached at the University of Utah, hired Kyle Whittingham, and he made the statement of the night. 
He said, I know Kyle Whittingham. You're all talking about adjustments and changes. He says, I guarantee you, Kyle Whittingham did not change a thing during the course of the game. He created a game plan and he stuck with the game plan. And they got better at executing all of the different pieces of that game plan. Now, why does that matter? Why is that important to all of us? Well, we live in this world of hyper-reactionary change everything. And so in a sports context, you see a team struggling like that, and suddenly the coach panics. And so they try to make a million different adjustments, and before long, they're really getting whacked. (laughs) They're really getting beat up. Because now they're making all of these changes and doing things that they're not good at, things they haven't practiced, things that the players don't really understand or grasp. Uh, And it's kind of that Hail Mary throw. And the chances of that being successful are just not all that high. And we do that in our careers. Uh, It's become the popular thing to do in relationships. If it doesn't work, make a change, make a change, make a change, find another. Away you go. Same thing happens in our politics. You try, it doesn't work. You make a thousand different adjustments rather than sticking with the game plan. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And so rather than having this hyper-reactionary world, just stick with the game plan. Trust it. If you take the time to actually create a game plan and then you stick with the game plan, it usually works out in the end. And do you have to make changes? Yes, of course. But don't make hyper-reactionary changes. Trust yourself. Function from a position of strength. And I don't care whether that's in a relationship, whether that's in your job or your work or in your community. Function from a position of strength. Uh, bullies and bad guys like you to function from a position of weakness. And they like to make you feel like you've got to make some hyper-reactionary change in order to stay in. And it's actually a great way for them to control you or to manipulate you or to make you feel guilty or shame. So come up with your game plan and stick with the game plan. Now, let's go to World Cup football. Uh, some great lessons there coming uh, as we get to the uh, semifinals starting tomorrow. And I think one of the great lessons coming out of this World Cup is actually Croatia. Uh, they are in the semifinals. And I want you to give give you some perspective on this. Croatia is a country of about 3.9 million people. So a little little more populated than the state of Utah. So imagine the state of Utah having its own World Cup soccer team. I mean, that's extraordinary that Croatia continues to be so competitive in a country of only 3.9 million. They were playing Brazil in the quarterfinals. Brazil, just for comparison, has 214 million people in it. 
So, one, I want to know what's in the water in Croatia because they are creating and developing some amazing soccer talent, football talent, uh, out of a very small country. But the thing that I love most about Croatia, they are gritty and they are unflappable. In almost every game they have played thus far, they have been behind during the match and they come back and win. And even against Brazil, Brazil scored an amazing flashy goal in extra time, overtime. And everyone thought that it was over and that Brazil was going to march on and face its nemesis in uh, Argentina. Not so, because Croatia just kept chipping away. They stuck with the game plan. They just kept going. And late in the overtime, they scored a goal, tied it up. And then with great discipline and focus, they executed their plan in the shootout and ended up winning the match. I love that grittiness. I love that unflappability and that, again, willingness to stick with the game plan. Don't panic. Don't have this reactionary, hyper-reactionary change. That's not how you get it done. It also really showed that a team can overcome talent in just about any scenario, and culture always eats strategy for breakfast. And I think the uh, Croatia team has a culture that is so disciplined. Just stay with it. Just steady. Keep it going. Uh, And then finally, I want to squeeze in one other very important learning uh, from the World Cup version of football. And that was after that game with Croatia and Brazil, uh, a devastating loss for Brazil. Uh, Many expected them to be in the finals, to face off against France, uh, to see if they couldn't bring back a record, uh, another win at the World Cup. And so it was devastating to their players. Uh, Neymar, of course, who is the most famous of the Brazilian players, uh, was especially hard hit. And there's this amazing image uh, of one of the sons, a young son of one of the Croatia players, saw Neymar from Brazil, who was crying, who was so upset at the loss. And this little boy goes over and gives him a hug uh, and comforts this world-class, world-renowned player uh, who had just lost to his dad's team. Uh, And I thought that was an extraordinary moment as well. Uh, And it just reminds me that we we have to look for those moments and we have to make those moments in our lives. We just have to be aware. Thank heavens a little boy uh, had the discernment to be quick to observe and then to act on what he saw. That's a lesson for all of us. Well, that wraps it up for us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thank you so much for sticking with us today. And as a reminder, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that will make a difference. Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.